Good morning, Flagler County, and welcome to Veterans on Point, a WNZF radio show developed in mind for our county's beloved and respected veterans population and anyone else listening via internet or podcast. I'm your host, David Lydon, the Flagler County Veterans Services Officer, and naturally I'm here with my friend and colleague at the office, Eric Flores. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Dave, and good morning to all our listeners out there as usual and hoping that everybody's doing well and joining this cool weather that we had a few days ago and everybody's doing well. Yeah, for all you uh, folks who come in our office in August and complain about how hot it is. Don't complain. Well, here you go. Enjoy the uh, the cool months, and uh, yes, I'll I'll be waiting for the summer to come back. You know, I was telling Mark, you know, as long as it's not windy outside, it doesn't bother me at all. It's great. I think it's great, great weather. Yeah, it, over but over a course of many many days, and uh, gets well, yeah, yeah, gets old. I get a little too cold. It gets old. I'm, I'm a wimp. Turned into a wimp. I moved to Florida. Who's our legal loyal listeners? Of course, uh, Billy Jones. And his lovely wife, Joe. Thank you for listening. Navy Master Chief Dan and when Kay, we, I haven't heard from him, but we uh, hope they call in and let us know how yes, they're doing. give us a call, Master Chief. Master Chief and Kay. Of course, uh, Marine friend Jeff Kingdon, the woodworker, he's, st- he's staying in touch. He's working on some projects uh, for me and, for, you know, that uh, we can um, – make some presentations coming up here soon great thanks jeff thank you sir just saw talking tom uh eric and i this is, of course we don't actually re- do this on sundays we're um, in the middle of the week here and we just got done with the uh, the university of north florida came down and i saw talking tom there we saw charlie hanger there yes. and uh so to charlie and his wife jenny thanks for listening and and to valerie and to dennis and uh, Bill, Bill was there too, and so Bill and Sharon, thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. And guess what? Shane was there, and yes. uh, let me see. I think that's all on my list that was there. But um, also to our legal, legal loyal listeners, the Gallagher's and Bill, another Bill, and uh, James the Mail Maid, and Don the Chief Sergeant Major, and and Dell, and Michael. Thanks to you all for being loyal listeners, and I know there's more loyal there listeners more. out there. Sorry if the you know we can't go on the whole show with our list. Yes, you know. Remember, uh, I mean, remember. Listen to me. Uh, uh, just to mention, I have we have a customer, the Arnett. I don't know if you remember. They moved to Illinois and they email me often. They they st- still listening from Illinois. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, guess what? We're going to talk a little bit about Illinois too. So yeah. today, because uh, uh, coming up in the uh, the history part. So, but first, our veteran of the week is, uh, of course, uh, the Palm Coast Observer is nice enough to highlight a veteran each week in their news newspaper. And uh, this veteran uh, is Neilan Joseph, a branch of military, United States Air Force, dates of service 2004 to 2014. He separated from the Air Force as a staff sergeant. He was a member of the Air Force Security Forces. His hometown is Poinciana, Florida. Neil and Joseph enlisted in the Security Forces, the Ground Combat Force, and Military Police Service of the United States Air Force, responsible for installation, law, and discipline enforcement, and additionally base defense, and thus are also referred to as defenders. During his 10 years as a defender, he served in Afghanistan as a veteran of Operations Enduring Freedom and Fundamental Justice. 
Joseph was trained as a special weapons and tactics operator and served as team leader at his assignments in Korea and Turkey. Over the course of his, his years in security forces, he was a uh, he was lead Air Force security liaison to the uh, Secret Service and other governmental agencies for visits by the President, Vice President of the United States, and Secretary of Defense. Joseph also provided personal protection for celebrities like Tom Cruise, Jordan Sparks, Gary Sinise, and Paula Patton on their troop morale visits. Upon separation from honorable service, Joseph was awarded the Air Force Commendation Medal with one Oak Leaf Cluster, Afghanistan Campaign Medal with two service stars, and the Military Outstanding Volunteer Service Medal, among other decorations. He is an emergency management planner for Flagler County since 2018. Among his many accolades, he was honored as one of Volusia Flagler County's 40 under 40 outstanding young professionals. In 2021, he was awarded valedictorian upon uh, graduation from the Flagler County Leadership Academy. Neil and Joseph, thank you for your service. Thank you, uh, Mr. Joseph. He is a great professional. I see he him, is. you know, uh, he's a, he working is a, and his ethics are He is de- great. definitely an outstanding young professional. No question I, about it. I think that he's making a career move, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I, I didn't have all the details, and I didn't right. want to elaborate uh, on that. So, no. But I encourage anyone who has a veteran they'd like to recognize to send their submissions to news at observerlocalnews.com, or you can contact Eric or me at Flagler County Veteran Services at 386-313-4014, or stop by 1769 East Moody Boulevard in Bunnell, room 108. That's the Government Services Building. Um, and I, I can help you you know, get that article ready uh, for the newspaper. And... Uh, Appreciate if you give us a call at that number and, and make an appointment, whether you're going to do something like that or whether you're going to make uh, you want to make an appointment to come in and we'll help you with your Department of Veterans Affairs uh, benefits claims for veterans or their family members. And we'll talk a little bit more, more about that if we have time as well. Here is our history. We're going to talk some history here. As regular listeners know, we like to mention a historic event from each of the days of our broadcast week. We hope it gives you something to remember, something to think about, go back, read more about, or um, you know, that's what that uh, that phone is in your pocket for, not just for playing games. It's about uh, you know learning and plenty of information out there for you to learn about. So veterans make history and are largely responsible for us being able to have a history. We mentioned the good, the bad, and the weird here. No one country or people is perfect, but there's no better place on earth. The world is safer and more prosperous because of the United States of America Prove me wrong. Indeed. And the veterans have a large uh, part of that, of course. Absolutely. Here's our history for the 3rd through the 9th of December. Uh, December 3rd, 1818. As I said, Eric, we're going to talk about Illinois. So Illinois becomes the 21st state in the Union. The word Illinois comes from the French version of an Indian word, which means men or warriors. About three-fourths of the state's area is covered under farms. The rich black soil in the state helps in producing a lot of corn and soybeans. And despite that, Illinois is still the sixth most populous state. And by population, Chicago, Illinois, is the third largest city in the United States. Uh, Several nicknames of Illinois include the Land of Lincoln, the Prairie State, the Corn State, the Garden of the West. And I don't know, I didn't research why this one is, the Sucker State. Uh Uh-oh. 
Um, unfortunately, Illinois is also considered to be one of the most politically corrupt states in the United States. Six governors of the state have been charged with crimes, and four of these were sent to prison. That's it? Yes, six? <laughs> <laughs> That's Illinois, folks. So um, that was, uh, what was the, who was it again? Started with the A, their last name. The uh, uh, Talking about the latest one? No, the ones who moved to Illinois, the folks that moved to Illinois. Oh, man. It just slipped your mind? Yes. Anyway. Moving on. To the, oh, the Arnett's. You're talking about the Arnett's. Oh, the Arnett's. There the, the you go. family, yeah. <clears throat> and I hope, I hope the Arnett's have a wonderful yeah, holiday season. Yeah, they, uh, she emailed me the other day because she have another friend from another state. See, we just don't work here in Palm Cove. We work, uh, we're nationwide. <laughs> nationwide she, is on your she, side. Yeah, she wanted me to help uh, a friend of hers that uh, live in Indiana to find a VSO. So that was my homework, see? Yeah. So we're always we're always working with the vets. And, Absolutely, uh, and we're everywhere. December fourth, nineteen ninety two, President George H W Bush orders twenty eight thousand U S troops to Somalia, war torn East African nation, where rival warlords were preventing the distri distribution of humanitarian aid to thousands of starving Somalis. In a military mission, he described as God's work. Unfortunately, America's humanitarian troops became embroiled in Somalia's political conflict, and the controversial mission stretched for fifteen months before being abruptly called up by President Bill Clinton in 1993. Uh, that's where the Black Hawk Down mm -hmm. comes from. December 5th, 1945, Bermuda Triangle at 2.10 p.m. On this date, five U.S. Navy Avenger torpedo bombers comprising Flight 19 take off from Fort Lauderdale Navy Air Station in Florida on a routine three-hour training mission. After having completed their objective, Flight 19 was scheduled to take them due east for an additional 67 miles, then turn north for 73 miles and back to the air station after that. Totaling a distance of 120 miles, they never returned and were never located. On 12-6-1865, the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, officially ending the institution of sla slavery, is ratified. Neither slavery, slavery or involuntary servitude except as punishment for crime where of the party shall have been duly convicted with, shall exist in the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. With these words, the single greatest change wrought by the Civil War was officially noted in the Constitution. On December 7th, 1787, Delaware becomes the first state in the Union. Also on that day, a day that will live in infamy, uh, Pearl Harbor at 7:55 a.m. Hawaii time. A Japanese Japanese dive bomber bearing the red symbol of the rising sun on, of Japan on its wing appears out of the clouds above the island of o Oahu. A swarm of 360 Japanese warplanes followed, descending on the U.S. naval base at Pearl Harbor in a ferocious assault. The surprise attack struck a critical blow against the United States Pacific Fleet and drew the United States irrevocably into World War II. 2,403 were killed, 1,178 were wounded. On 12-8-1941, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt requests and receives declaration of war against Japan. We will conclude today's broadcast with that address to the nation declaring war against uh, Japan. You'll listen to FDR give that speech. That was a tragic day. It's a tragic day. We, we part, of, part of learning about history yes. and remembering history is remembering those. Yes. When those things happen. I can tell you one thing that 
we really made sure that that sun came, went down quick. So. <laughs> yeah, I just watched Oppenheimer over yeah. the uh, over the weekend. Uh-huh. So that uh, that's the whole story about how the bombs came to be. Uh, December 9th, nineteen seventy nine, a commission of scientists declared that smallpox has been eradicated. The disease, which carries around thirty percent chance of death for those who contract it, is the only infectious disease afflicting humans that has officially been eradicated so that is our history for this week the third through the ninth of december and it comes to the point of the show where i remind you that drivers 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 the dav is seeking volunteer drivers to take veterans from their homes to their va appointments please give the dav chapter 86 a call ask for their transportation supervisor at 386 Four three nine two one two two three eight six four three nine two one two two. You do not need to use your own vehicle for that volunteer service, as the DAV does have Veterans Affairs vehicles that you uh, will use. You do have to be vetted. You do have to be insurable. But please uh, seek out the transportation uh, supervisor and find out how you can become a volunteer at the DAV. Hey, they have other they have other uh, options to be volunteers over there as well. So does the VFW and um, our other service organizations. You may want to contact a service organization to join. Um, if you like to do that, contact Eric or myself again at three eight six three one three four zero one four, and we'll put you in touch with the service organizations, so you can find out how to join. You know, like Dave said, you don't have to be a military or a veteran to uh, to volunteer for drivers. I know we have quite a few uh, young, energetic, surviving spouse of veteran that they probably that's something to look at it. You know, absolutely, uh, it's a, it's a great thing. Not even you don't even have to be a surviving spouse. Right. You could be General Joe Citizen or Jane Citizen. Just wants to give back to your community, and this is a way. Absolutely, and. Uh, Hey, you get a uh, a meal voucher when you do that too. Just you know, as and if you drive somebody to the Orlando VA Medical Center and you go to that, you go to that spectacular cafeteria. That's a five there, star cafeteria, right there. That's not even a cafeteria. That's like, <laughs> that's uh, like you said, five star. <laughs> I mean, it's you don't just get in line and get a uh, you know a greasy hamburger. You got you got the Asian food uh, section. You've got the the submarine sandwich section. You've got the breakfast section. You name it. You know, and I thought the one at the Mayo Clinic was great, but guess what? <laughs> Not even close to this one at Lake Nona. Imagine that. VA's uh, dining is better than the yes. Mayo Clinic. So we'll just mention, Eric, we we uh, we just got done today a meeting with the University of North Florida who came down to, um, their, to meet us, uh, veterans here in Flagler County. To provide a, a, it's a program where they'll they'll do a, a study of veterans here in Flagler County, which they've they're doing studies with athletes up in up in Jacksonville at the at the university. Um, they've done studies at uh, assisted living facilities with the residents there, but it's about wearing a Fitbit, a Fitbit watch, where your your uh, your health statistics are monitored, uh, and you on a on an app that you can monitor yourself. But then they install, they put onto your phone as well a another uh, service where the data can go up to a secure site with with the uni- University of North Florida. 
nowhere else so that they can keep track and, and conduct a study. And this study is to hopefully someday, you know, change the behavior of, of people to stay fit, to stay, um, you know, to try to not get overweight, try to not be uh, uh, on medications, to maybe get the diabetes uh, numbers down below. Uh, well, we've got obesity at 50% in this country and with diabetes right up there close to that. And it's to try to keep people well, keep them out of hospitals, keep them, keep them off of medicine. And, you know, the program hopefully will change the, the minds of the way doctors treat patients and not just treating the symptoms all the time, but helping people, um, re, you know, not have, con, you know, health conditions or, you know, that, that they, that get afflicted from and to stay healthy. Cause, um, if you're going to, you know, they're keeping people living longer. If you want to live longer and, and have a, a, a life where, where you actually feel good and you're not taking pharmaceuticals all the time, that'd be much better. So Eric and I both signed on to it. We got our Fitbits on and, um, we had a couple dozen veterans already to start out with that, that, uh, signed on with the program. We, we know more that, that would like to, but couldn't make it today, but the university of North Florida will be back down, you know, after the first of the year, after the holidays, when we, uh, you know, for another date, another session to become involved in this, uh, one year long study and you get to keep the Fitbit and actually they, they, they let you know that you come to the, you come to the uh, presentation They'll give you the Fitbit. You don't even have to participate in the study if you decide not to, but they'd like you to because it's going to help influence, like I said, influence how medicine is uh, uh, done in the future here in this country and probably in the world. So. Yeah, that influence how medicine is going to be in the future. That can influence uh, policy changes and stuff like that. So I think it's a really good program. It's a really good program. Uh, uh, there were a lot of questions asked during the session, which I, I was happy, you know, uh, that's the way it should be. Yep. Uh, so and I'm excited about using mine. You know the so the first two months that you wear it, it kind of got it kind of learns about your about how you you know what your activity is and about your uh, sleep and your heart rate and and your your data like that. And then about around the third month is when the providers at the University of North Florida can now start making recommendations to you for how to uh, you know how to live a more healthy and, and well life. So, you know, one thing that I learned that if you own, uh, you, you have your own, uh, wear your own uh, Apple watch, you don't have to get the Fitbit. That's true. They can, they can download it to your, you know, uh, your, uh, what it's called the Apple watch yep. and you can use it. So if you're, if you're an Apple only person, you can still benefit from this, right? but you know, for, so they're doing it with veterans here in Flagler County. So if you're a veteran, this sounds interesting to you. Give me a call or Eric, at 386-313-4014 and um, we'll keep your name and for the next time they come down then uh, we'll we'll put the, out the information to you and um, hopefully you can make it next yes. time so that's that Eric um, but uh, another thing I wanted to mention is that I keep hearing you know people refer to our office as uh, as veteran affairs oh. and and I just want, I just want people to know that we got nothing against the Department of Veterans Affairs, but that's not who we are. We're Flagler County Veterans Services. 
We assist you with uh, when claims um, when you file claims to the Department of Veterans Affairs, and we're your advocate because we know it's not always easy working with the Department of Veterans Affairs because they're giant. They've got three, you know, they've got a million claims a year. Three, you know, they're three hundred six thousand claims behind. So you do need a good advocate to help you navigate that. But we don't. We don't ask for any any fees when we help you. That's another thing I want to dispel. You know, I think sometimes, you know, people think because people refer to us as Veterans Affairs, they think that they can't that we're not going to give them the best assistance possible because we're tied in with the VA. No, well, we're not. We're not. And you can ask. Uh, you, you know, you can ask any of the folks that we've helped. You'll find out that that uh, they've gotten great service, and uh, we help you. You know, you know. Again, got nothing against the VA. They're giant. They're bureaucratic, and you're going to need help with them if you really want to get the best service um, with a claim. So, with that said, oh man, we're down the two minute warning ready. Man, I was a chatterbox today. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wow, are we in the West uh, West Coast time or something? <laughs> <laughs> you got something quick you want to add, Eric, on your pile over there? Any anything important that you wanted to? No, just somebody mentioned to me that the Navy Band is going to be performing at the Flagler County uh, Amphitheater. On December 17th, which is a Sunday from 2 to 7, it's free ticket. You can get two tickets per person, and you can get those tickets at Carabas Italian Grill in Palm Coast and at the Beachfront Grill in Flagler Beach. You cannot get it from the, the box office here in Flagler uh, you Auditorium. Cannot. You cannot. Oh, okay. So you have to go to Carabas to get them or the Beachfront Grill in Flagler Beach. But they're free, and you can get two tickets per person. December 17th, Sunday from 2 to 7, if you want to go. Excellent. So, take advantage of that free uh, those free tickets. And so we we were shorted ourselves time this week because I did want I did want to add that uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt uh, address to the nation um, at the end of the program. So that's what we'll end the program with. But while we're uh, we're finishing up here, I always want to remind you that there is no country, no state, and no community that does more for veterans. Than the United States of America, the great and free state of Florida, the wonderful Flagler County, the lovely city of Palm Coast, and all of our beautiful beach cities. I implore you to be a victor, not a victim, to be educated, not indoctrinated, and most importantly, be kind to someone today. Amen to that. And before I sign off, I want to thank the, the uh, Flagler County School District. Um, this week, they, they recognized... Uh, Billy Jones and Mike Connors and Harry Gilman and and uh, Cecil Hangveld and other veterans in the community for their part in the Veterans in the Classroom program this Veterans Day season. And um, thanks to the superintendent more for uh, reinvigorating, help reinvigorate that uh, Veterans in the Classroom program this year. And um, just wanted to make sure I got that in this week. So Thanks to the Flagler County School District. And uh, we're going to sign off this week. We'll be back with you next Sunday. And thanks for listening. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Senators and representatives, I have the distinguished honor of presenting the President of the United States. Vice President, Mr. Speaker, members of the Senate, 
of the House of Representatives. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The United States was at peace with that nation and at the solicitation of Japan was still in conversation with its government and its emperor looking toward the maintenance of peace in the Pacific. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands has caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. I regret to tell you that very many American lives have been lost. In addition, American ships have been reported torpedoed on the high seas between San Francisco and Honolulu. As Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy, I have directed that all measures be taken for our defense, but always will our whole nation remember the character of the onslaught against us. No matter how long it may take us to overcome this premeditated invasion, the American people in their righteous might will win through to absolute victory. I believe that I interpret the will of the Congress and of the people when I assert that we will not only defend ourselves to the uttermost, but will make it very certain that this form of treachery shall never again endanger us. Hostilities exist. There is no blinking at the fact that our people, our territory, and our interests are in grave danger. With confidence in our armed forces, with the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph, so help us God. Congress declare that since the unprovoked and dastardly attack by Japan on Sunday, December 7th, 1941, a state of war has existed between the United States and the Japanese Empire. 